I need sleep. I'm tired. If they just started the game with Nate Sudfeld, it would have been 21 nothing off of <laughs> right off the bat. I could have went to sleep. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG. Slowly during the week, all these little drips and drabs of, oh, they're going to play Sudfeld and this, yeah, yeah. every one of those players starting to not. I mean, you um, saw you saw it unfold. You saw yeah. it unfold, and then I mean, it's it's literally it's literally a, a car accident, a uh, very slow car accident. You see coming, <laughs> you're sliding on ice down the block. There's nothing you can do. And look, look, Mike. To be honest with you, Giants and the Giant fans and everybody associated with the New York Football Giants, they have no one to blame but themselves. They didn't do a good enough job. They're not a good enough team. They only had six wins. All that stuff aside, because I don't, I didn't hear any Giant fan or anybody blaming somebody else. However, in game 256 of the NFL season, we could have used a little help. That's all. We're right. not blaming anybody as a fan base. It's just that you pulled a dick move, Eagles. 100%. That's it. That's look, it. look, I love this. There's a lot to say now that it's happened and it's done and it's over with and no one's making the playoffs. Well, the Washington team, which is going to get crushed by Tampa. I Now that it's said and done, I'm liking this more and more because this just fueled the fire for the Eagles and the Giants. Like I, I hated the Eagles. I, I don't even, I don't know how it's possible that I can hate them even more today. You, but you, you, I guess you could say you hated them equally, but you tend to hate. I feel like you, you, you hate Dallas more. Dallas, Dallas, America's team, five Super Bowls, whatever they got. You know, like, like you couldn't really hate the Eagles because they never won one. And now that they won one, you could start to hate them a little bit. Well, it's a lot of bit, but, but it's always going to be Dallas in my eyes. And maybe the, Maybe the new fan base coming up, maybe the youngins, you know, fueled to the fire with this type of stuff. You know, maybe uh, maybe the Eagles will take over the first place uh, slot. You know what? I don't really care. I hate them all. The Eagles are in real bad shape. They're in cap hell. They're in cap hell. Washington looks decent. You know, they have a you know a young star, uh, Chase Young. Um what are they going to do? What are they going to do a quarterback, bro? Quarterback situation might be a little bit problematic. But they have a pretty good defense. Um, Giants, we know that they're going to go uh, thirteen and three next season, and but 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 Philadelphia is in. There, I'm hold on. I'm just sharing this. They're in a world of hurt. Look, in my eyes, the Philadelphia Eagles sold their soul for a a Super Bowl. If if I'm an Eagles fan. It was worth it. You know, you won a Super Bowl. You could die. You could die now um, and be happy about it. Uh, as far as selling their soul, it, it, it always catches up to you now, doesn't it? And now they're in cap hell. They Every single one of their players hates Doug Peterson. I can't believe that he's not fired. And the only reason why I say that is because they hate him. They, they're not, they're not going to respect him next year. What kind of locker room is that? We're going to bring on uh, Clem from Barstool. Uh, I know that he's probably been tortured a little bit over the last couple of days. We had one day buffer. I thought yesterday was a good buffer day to not have us all a high-strung 
uh, and maybe get a chance to sit on it for for 24, 48 hours. Uh, let's bring up. Let's bring in. Clint. No doubt, you're out of your mind. By the way, we're all fired up still. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Coming in hot like that's why I love you. I, I, I wish I could have just seen you like once, like the tweets went out about Sudfeld warming up. Then he's uh, in the game. Just chaos going through your mind. It was like when the Boogermobile was in front of you. You're like, Booger, get out of my way! <laughs> you know what's funny? I, Clem, I try not to be a douchebag on social media. I said I try. I already got myself. I already got myself blocked by Booger. I'm probably got my myself blocked by every Eagles fan. But you know what? Mike Garofola, he kind of ruined it for me a little bit because a few hours before the game, Mike tweeted about Sudfeld. And I put it out there. And I guess, you know, sometimes when you put something out on social media, you assume other people read it as well. Yep. I got destroyed by the Giants fan base. You don't know what you're talking about. What a stupid tweet, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Don't shoot the messenger. And then sure enough, you didn't retweet it. What'd you say? You didn't retweet it. You just told no, me. no, no. I did. I liked it and retweeted it, but I just happened to write my own tweet. Like, I can't believe Jalen Hurts wants to win this game and he won't even get to finish it. And I, I didn't think maybe I thought Mike was wrong, but he wasn't. I mean, Clem, did you read that anywhere? I thought I saw something about it, but it just I didn't think there was a chance it would happen. I thought it'd be one of those things where he I, I didn't even know Carson Wentz was inactive until like right before the game. I went back to the Eagles tweet. I was like, oh, Wentz isn't even in there. And then yes. I thought I yep. saw something about Sudfeld. But then I did see like the, I guess it was Garofolo or someone said he was warming up on the sidelines. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but you know what? Like everyone always says like this was the perfect way for the NFC East to end because it was such a crazy year. I will say. I was like the Wayne Gallman fumble. I think we almost died when that happened, right? Like all of our souls left our bodies. And a Cowboys fan, and I just I tweeted today. I was like, I think I finally recovered from the Wayne Gallman fumble. And a Cowboys fan um, was like, you know what, guys? Like I wish that never happened because it gave me like hope. And then it got ripped out. And I'm like, you know what? Then we then had the same thing happen in slow motion on Sunday night, right? It was yeah, crazy. Was we we all thought we had it, like we had our chance, and then it all just got taken away from us. And uh, after all that, and I, I, I didn't want to tweet it because I don't want to like battle with people anymore. You'd have probably the Eagles fans saying six and ten. I loved us this week against Tampa Bay. That's the worst part about it. What a great point. I is it I I think I, I tweeted or I was going to tweet. I said, Why do I have this feeling that the Giants were such a good bet and yet Washington's gonna get killed? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's just that's just part of you, really. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah that's just look at your room. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, you know it's funny. Also, when you 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 mentioned that that uh, the broadcast said or whatever that he was warming up, I also in Mike's tweet he wrote, "If there's a place to play him," so in my head I read that as, "Oh, it's not a blowout game. He's never getting in." Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, was I wrong. mean. That it was it was a preposterous chain of events. I think we can all agree on that. And everyone was like, "You Giants fans shouldn't be mad. Giants players shouldn't be mad." It's like, guys, listen. Like this, is, I understand it's week seventeen. Weird things happen. That's why fantasy playoffs happen in week sixteen. The finals end there. It all makes sense. It's just the way it happened, and it happened at like eleven at night. If it happened at four in the afternoon, it wouldn't have been nearly like a thing. But the whole world was watching. Alan Chris kept being like, "If you're a Giants fan, I'm like Alan Chris. Oh stop my God, shut up already." <laughs> Shut that up is. already! Well, you gotta respect every minute, Collins. every second, he was saying that. You gotta respect Collinsworth, though. He's like, 
I, yeah, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't have done it. And at the very end, he's like, "I don't know if I said too much tonight, but <laughs> I still don't think I could have done it." And then, of course, we get that uh, that fumble, the 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 the, the, the Redskins oh. fumble. <laughs> like that dude could have just picked it up, and man, he did it. Oh God, everything was like painstaking, like death by like the worst form of watching. Think about how you have to watch this like this. Uh, yeah. Glenn, how Glenn, how long how long have you been a Giants fan? Like you were you born and bred into it? Yeah, my dad's not a big sports guy, um, but he like the Giants were one like the one team that he always like. He wasn't he's, and he's not like a diehard Giants fan. He was always a big Giants fan. Like I heard about Bill Belichick's defensive game plan with Super Bowl twenty five <laughs> my entire like every single day after the game was won. And again, the guy's name is Big Sports. I mean, he was just so amazed by it. And I, he always like Parcells and like all the, like the the little jokes and the sayings he'd have. So I kind of yep. became a Giants fan from there. Um, but it, it's just one of those things. And then. Uh, to have last night, and you guys know how it is. Like it just, it never, it's never easy. The Wayne Goldman fumble has to happen. We Evan Ingram has to drop that ball that gets picked off. It's like it just couldn't. It can never be easy for us. It was no, such no. a cutting day. No, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's it's funny you say that because as a lifelong Giants fan, like like we all are, you know, Giants never really had a dynasty ever in their whole existence. So. When you say something like that, like that truly hits home. Like it's never easy. I think the uh, the easiest year was 86. Yeah. I mean, and I was I mean, for that. Really, right. If you really think about it and, and half the people listening to this wasn't even where we weren't even born. So it's, it's, you know, I would love a dynasty like the Pats had all those years. I really would. I would, I would love to know that I'm winning uh, double digit games. I'm, I'm winning the division every single year. And I know the tides turn. But I still wouldn't mind 10, 12, 15, 20 years of it. Well, I mean, even even 86, they have like the player strike and you're not even having a real team to defend <laughs> it. And it's, it's like you could never just have it. But it is the other way, though. Like we also I feel like the Giants are the one team where, you know, they always do take down the last undefeated team like the Broncos that one year. Yeah. You know, like, they, they, the the Chiefs a couple of years ago, that, that one came out of nowhere. And then obviously the Super Bowl, uh, you know, against the Pats, 42. And I mean, all the Super Bowl runs, they all like Jeff Haas. I couldn't even imagine, like, again, Super Bowl 25, I, I that's my first, like, big football memory is I yeah. remember, I, I feel like every, I imagine you guys were all doing the same thing. We were at a Super Bowl party at my parents' house and we we're all on the ground holding hands, praying like they were on the sidelines, right? And they missed the field goal, <laughs> Norm misses it. And we're all going crazy. And that was, like, my first big football memory. And uh, it's just crazy how like we get these like magical runs but we never have like sustained excellence even i thought 2008 was the beginning of it then obviously that awful fit plexico night and it all yeah. went down the tubes from there i was gonna say that was a when did we start 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 that season it was 10 it was 10 and 0 when hostile and my dad is trying to tell me because i you know back then as a kid you would look at all the rosters you'd know their heights their weights where they're from what they did as a as you know as a fan i was like so what Hot settlers just as good. And my dad's like, you know what the hell you're talking about? You know, again, I was just a kid and, uh, uh, you know, I uh, rose colored glasses and, uh, and sure enough, the Giants didn't miss a beat with, uh, with Hostetler. But yeah, 10 and 0, Mike, 10 and 0. And 10, and I actually meant that year, but also in the Plaxico shooting. The pl I, I may or may not have been at the nightclub. I may or may not have been at the nightclub. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, may or may, I don't know. I don't know. But you, you damn well know if I was there, I would have taken the gun and I would have stashed it. Everyone knows, and you would have you would have had pictures. Everyone, oh. everyone, <laughs> of the teams, 
every one of those teams, except for I guess maybe the um, the '86 Super Bowl where Sims dominated that game, but they were all defense, all defensive teams, all you know, ball control, low scoring Super Bowls, and we beating the, these high scoring teams like the Patriots were and, and the Bills were. And this Clem, for me personally, this squeeze of this year has been so terrible. And then the, adding on the, the the COVID, starting with the COVID, because it's the 30th anniversary of the Giants beating the Bills in Tampa. The Super Bowl is in Tampa. Uh, the Bills are very probable to go yeah. to the Super Bowl in Tampa. The Giants make this run. OJ, who we've become very close with, is the MVP of that game. We could have walked into Tampa this year under these amazing circumstances um, to you know either Radio Row or whatever the whole scenario was. 30th anniversary of the Giants party. We could have we could have had. We could, we could still do that. But we there's so much stuff that was down this year. Mike, I would love to just see you hustle and bustle, do the Mike Vivolo way and trying to get up on Radio Row. It would have just been so much fun just watching you meet and greet people and you're schmoozing. It would have been a sight to behold with the Giants there. You have OJ with you. He's an OJ. He could tell you like everything from that run. It's he's, he's, he's like an encyclopedia. He's awesome. Um, and he's hilarious. Just a really funny guy. When you brought him to Barstool, it was great. Um, it, it's like the butterfly effect. I feel like something went wrong in the Matrix back in March. And here we are now. Giants are out of the playoffs all because of that. But you know what? Like, again, it's fine, though. Like, I feel like we are building something. We got Patrick Graham back, right? That was a nice little news. That was huge. That That was huge. 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 And I said, it feels like Spagnuolo when they just, like, made him the highest-paid defensive coordinator. That was off of a Super Bowl, not a 6-10 and season. But it's like a guy who clearly has talent. The defense, I mean, he, what he did with the defense without having, like, a legitimate edge rusher is incredible in twenty in, in 2020 with the way the rules are and everything. So, and it's not, really our secondary, I like our secondary, but we don't have, like, the, the, the corners as much without Bradbury. We have great safeties and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I feel like we're on the right path. And, I mean, I talked to your brother, Mike, and he's always like, every week you said the Giants, like, had a chance this week, had a chance. And I'm like, they had a chance every week. Every like, the week. one game they had no chance in was, like, the Niners game. That game just got out of hand after yeah. Evan Ingram did his typical Evan Ingram thing with the fumbles. And then, like, as the season went on, you guys get hurt and sick and whatever. It got a little dicey. But we were there all season. That's all you can ask for as a Giants fan. I think we're just going to keep getting better, man. I'm stoked. Well, I love it. Well, I am. I have no idea how you could pick the Giants every week. That's so so unrealistic. <laughs> so, so silly. <laughs> All right, so now that you just ran down personnel real quick there, Clem, what, what, uh, what are we taking out of 11? I mean, I, I'm fine with an edge or a receiver, either or. Uh, it's going to really piss me off that the Eagles are going to take the first receiver in the draft with that pick. That pick is cursed, though. That's a cursed pick. I'm putting that's ben a cursed pick, pick, baby. It's yeah. cursed. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, like, how could they be more cursed than like JJ Arcega White and Nelson Aguilar and all the other guys? Yeah, like, true. It's almost true. like it's gonna it's gonna be like crossing the streams of Ghostbusters. Two negatives makes a positive, and they're gonna get like the next Randy Moss out of it or something. Did you see? Have you definitely saw the video? I think I don't know when it came out. I just saw it today for the first time. It was the Vikings War Room. Yeah. When they were drafting twenty two, right after you saw you guys all saw that. We got yeah. A that was bananas, and they were all like laughing at it. Like, get Justin Jefferson on the phone. That yeah, easy. I love, oh. I love that. I should have posted that again today. Yeah, oh, I had to that today for the first time. I guess because I guess because of the, having this pick and the karma around it, maybe it's come back around or something. But look, I, I, I agree. I think uh, pick six is going to be 
is going to be totally wasted. I don't know why I'm praying for it. Don't be surprised if the Giants do something crazy and move up just to stick it to them and go up to five somehow. Uh, but Don't be surprised if the Eagles trade that pick because they have no capital. Yeah, someone yeah. someone talked someone talked about that. You're right. You know what though? At the at the end of the day, um, w- whatever the Giants decide to do, I think as a fan base, you know, we're a bunch of whack jobs and we're never on the same page. But I happen to believe that on this one we are. It's it's edge receiver receiver edge edge receiver receiver. So at the end of the day, I, I think this brings us together just like just like the loss the other day brought us together about how yeah. we hate you the Eagles. Right. Yeah, but now you're saying it's edge receiver, so there's going to be split. There's going to be two camps. <laughs> you know what? It's better than a third, a third, a third with this freaking fan base. Sometimes you know, I half and half. Oh, uh, yeah, and especially now that Gettleman's coming back and you're going to have everyone who's just going to hate it because he makes the pick and stuff like that. And listen, we all, I think we all agree on this. Like, Gettleman had a rough 2018 into 2019. I, 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 I would love to know if it was honestly his pick, if it was his decision to keep Eli, get Saquon, and, and try to get those last couple years out of Eli. Because I honestly think the Maras were so scared about the, the like – Anger, like you guys saw the anger when Geno Smith went in for Eli. Of all the people you bench Eli Manning's Iron Man's report, it's Geno Smith. Yeah. People got so mad. I think they got sugar. I'm like, all right, we're just going to like build around Eli. Gettleman's our guy. He knows our like system here, and he'll just do the, you know, the Giants way or whatever. And I honestly think that's kind of, I think that's why he got the job. Whether or not it was like his order to like just like, it was like a half, it was half measure rebuild, and we got half measure results from it. You yeah, know? well, look at this. Let me let me ask something about that. That's a really good point, Clem. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I bought into that. I, yes, yes, I'm I'm a I'm a blue colored glasses. I'm picking the Giants. No, 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 but that's not even that's not even funny. Like I I bought into one last hurrah for Eli. There was no one in the pipeline. That at least right then there wasn't. Go ahead and give Eli. What did we spend two hundred and six million dollars on defense? Something like that. So, so I really thought that that going for it was the was the right thing to do. It blew up in everybody's faces, in 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 the whole teams, the management, the fan base, and then everybody just took their anger out on Eli Manning and the people that wanted Eli Manning to sit. I never understood it because you just didn't have the guy that was going to take over. You didn't. Was it going to be Davis Webb? Was it going to be Kyle Loretta? Was it going to be? You know, Dino Smith? No, so it was Eli. It was Eli. Let him go with it. I was 100% fine with um, – but the thing about it, I think if you had benched Eli for Laletta, I was calling Laletta Jimmy G2.0, just trying to convince myself yes. that he was going to be the answer. Yes. But, I, but either, the, either you bench him for the young guy or you don't bench him at all. Yes. I was more than fine moving on from Eli after that season. It's just – it. It got so hairy, and I think so many fans got so mad. You guys heard the th- like the voicemail box was full. You saw yeah. the tweets and everything; like they were just getting killed. And I think they just they went for it. I personally didn't want. I loved Eli. I didn't think they should have done it. I would have loved to have honestly. I would have loved to have seen like Eli go to another team that like we don't hate or anything, um, and maybe have had like a year or two, like a Phil Rivers kind of go to the Colts, have a year on a decent team with actually an offensive line. Because I still think he had something left in him. It's just that that team was built. I mean there was no offensive line. There's still barely an offensive line there in some games. Right? And, and someone, and it's funny because someone said it, and we're all thinking it like Eric Jackson. He's like, there's no offensive line. Giants went 206 million on defense and did nothing to help Eli. 
So, yes, we're right. all thinking it. Uh, Eric, uh, it, it, Clem's 100% correct in what he just said. And, and again, I'll say it again. The uh, putting it in for putting Geno Smith in for Eli just it just made no sense. It was just a it was just a smack in the face. Should we it's a butterfly. Sorry, Clem. Should we just run down all the, the hot button Giants decisions of the last <laughs> years with Clem? The Civil Wars. The Civil Wars. I call them. We've only got a half hour. What's the next hot topic? Let's see. What do you think about taking Saquon as at two? <laughs> How do you feel about that? All right. Oh, so God. so I, I I'll tell you mine, Mike. You already know. I did not uh, want Saquon. I wanted a quarterback at two. Um, however, how this is what totally bothers me about reliving it and about what you just brought up right now. Saquon is a god. He's great, and he was the best athlete in the draft. So he, there's nothing you could do about it. So I don't know why people rehash. Who did you want, Clem? I – I, 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 this is what I always say about drafts. Like, I'm not smart enough. Like, we see all the things we see. We read all the stuff we read. We know, like, one one hundredth of what these guys who are just grinding. And even they're not – like, if the draft is, like, an impossible process. I I was always quarterback. If, I said if you like a quarterback, you have to take a quarterback, a million percent. I don't think they like the quarterback. And as it's bared out, like, unless you, yeah. you know you – And now Josh Allen comes to the Giants with, like, the coaching staff they had and then goes to Pat Shermer. Like and the he's line, not this Josh, Josh Allen, yeah, he, exactly. With the right. line and, and everything else, he's not this Josh Allen. So it's not. I, I, I'm actually like, I was thrilled the way it, it all played out. I thought the trade back kind of made sense, but yeah, I mean, it, I, if, if maybe the package was right, they they could have moved back. But I, I honestly don't know. But yes, I mean, I was right. Gettleman didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that that's always been my biggest criticism of Gettleman because I do think he has some. I mean, he was great this off season. He says things that just ignite the social media, it yes. ignites the media, it ignites the fans, and we all go crazy. The computer folk. Uh, I didn't pick up the phone. Gold jacket players, generational. Everything he does, and then it just becomes a punchline as the Giants are lose like five games in a row and. Right. It's, it's it's just terrible. So um, his, computer, oh his, computer, his computer folk didn't answer the didn't answer the phones for him. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Let me tell you something. I I was at the draft. I was praying the Giants took Rosen. Whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, Rosen would have won a Super Bowl if he came to the Giants. Prove me wrong. So you can't. Yeah. And and Clem, you're right. You know, even even if I hear things with my ear got to the ground. You're right. We don't know anything. And at the end of the day, it is a crapshoot how a college player goes to the pros, whether he makes it or not. And a clear example of all these giant fans that are upset right now at picking 11 and not seven or six or five. Uh, just look at Jefferson. OK, just yeah. just take Jefferson as a great example for this year. True. Can you imagine if we had to deal with him on Philly for like the next 10 years? It'd be a nightmare. It'd be an absolute nightmare. So shout out Philly. We love you guys. All the Eagles fans. Our guy, that, my, my guy Art Stapleton has like Eagles fans like swarming his mentions. They're quote retweeting him. You go out, Art, yeah. you go out all of us. So United fan base once again, even after the Gettleman news, I feel like we're all pretty much on the same page. There's like yeah. a sad boy, there's the sad boy Giants fans who just like to be miserable now. I'm just gonna be like, yeah. you guys do what you gotta do, whatever. Like, we'll see you back on board when we're good again. But Correct. Like, 
like right. this season was a grind. And I, I don't know, man. I'll run. Through, I think we're all ready to run through a wall for Joe Judge. I I I started the Daniel Jones the Dan wagon the day after he got drafted. I said, listen, I don't think this guy's gonna be good or bad, but he doesn't. Yeah, there you go. That's incredible. That match. I said the day after he got drafted. It's hard enough to make it in the NFL. It's even harder when the biggest city in the country hates you because you're not <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Or, like, oh, they could have gotten Daniel Jones at 17 or whatever. I have people who are like, I know people in Denver who were going to take Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Said, they were taking – and Washington so, wanted him too. And look, yeah, and there I, you go. I, I, Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins. Those are yeah. our other options. I'm happy yeah. with Daniel Jones. And, it's, and I, I, again, sitting in front of Daniel Jones at the draft, the night before at the hotel, and I said, you are going to look awesome in blue at 17. <laughs> and he said, whatever whatever it is, it is. And when the Giants didn't pick uh, Josh Allen, uh, I was dumbfounded. Uh, it was cool. It was cool to get, to get Jones. I did want him at 17. I did not want him at six. Um, and the rest, obviously, is history. And, and look how that unfolded as well. And by the way, like you said, this is yours. I didn't mean seriously. I was just no. saying that's the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh God, that's a sick so, jersey too. So what a nice idea. This is this is uh, mine, and <laughs> and and I I I went and got another patch, and and uh, we'll make sure to get that out to you, bro. That looks like a young clun there in the middle of that. So that's, that's <laughs> it's done, it? Doesn't it? That, that was my look when I had hair back in the day. <laughs> you know what? Do me, do me a big, do me a big favor though. When you, when you put it on something, just make sure you don't get a really good look at the faces. So, oh. <laughs> so you got, you got to keep it as a, at a distance, man. They don't really do good faces on patches. I want to go right back real quick to the Justin Jefferson example. Imagine him being on the Eagles for how awesome he is, but he also has a great touchdown celebration and i hate when my rival teams have players with great touchdown celebrations that would drive me crazy my kids walk around here doing justin jefferson's touchdown dance all the time i'm like that's cool and you know mike what mike that's awesome that you just said that now try going to every game because there are times during the whole week after i go that i'm like at work like "Mm." Go, Pat, go. E-N-G-L-E-S, Eagle. I'm singing every goddamn song that there is at these stadiums, and we have shit. The Eagles fly could get catchy as well. Oh, after after a few months, forget it. Oh, God, yeah. And, Clem, I wanted to start this off. We just came in here just, like, hot and fire. Yeah, we like, okay, corral in here. I wanted to start this off, like, Something like, oh, we got uh, Clement here to kick off the start of the Knicks basketball season. Yeah. Like, like a reverse to, to like, we're not, we're going to be ignoring what happened the last two days in Giants world. But um, what actually I did want to bring up, I just thought that was a funny anecdote, is um, the Barstool Fund. Let's quit, let's, let's uh, shift real quick because Joe is doing some dope shit. I'm sure you've seen uh, what he's done the last like couple months or, was it been even that long, or was it just the month of December, Joe? And, so, and- so Clem, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but for the past uh, probably month and a half, two months, I've been I've been fortunate enough to know a person that has been getting these PS5s and Xboxes, and they're all secondhand. You know, they're all violently expensive, but when you <laughs> knock on wood, have some kind of a platform, you can make that back plus for for yep. charity. And I worked with Blake Martinez. 
and we got $3,000, dollars $3, to St. Jude's. Uh, we've bought uh, 17 computers for St. Christopher's Inc., which is uh, a place for an agency for troubled youth in, in Westchester. Um, we raised money. I've been raising money all over the place. Well, I got to tell you, bro, I, I'm a big barstool guy, and I am nuts about this barstool fund. When I say nuts, like tears to my eyes, been pushing it as much as I can. I can't believe the direction that this has, has gone. The, the people that have spearheaded this and, and continue to run it is second to none. So I put up, and again, I don't know if you've seen it, my new raffles. I have a PS5 going out. I have dinner with uh, David Tyree, and I have dinner with Brandon Jacobs. Two, three, three different. Uh, oh, so and then I have a a away game experience with LPG, where I will buy two. I will buy two tickets to an away game. So I have these four things going on, and and whatever the cost after the cost of of the tickets or this and that or dinner, a hundred percent is going to Barstool Fund. I didn't. I saw. I thought I saw the PS5 stuff. I didn't see that though. But uh, let me let me check that out. I, I during Chris like this little Christmas break, we had like we have off even though we're working during it. We're blogging and whatever. <laughs> Getting my guts ripped out by the Eagles on Sunday night, and uh, I kind of like took a little break from from Twitter for a little bit. Like when you don't go an entire day without tweeting, and people are like, "Hey, are you all right, man?" That's when you know you have a problem. So I, I was on I was on and off for for a while there, but I'm definitely gonna check that out, man. That's awesome. I mean, this is what Barstool's founded on. I mean, we get a lot of like we have our haters and stuff like that for I think kind of unfair reasons, but it is what it is. You know, that's the way the internet cancels like Mickey Mouse these days. Like when are you going to, everyone gets canceled. Um, we've been getting hit for a while, but this is kind of what our company was built on for the common man by the common man's been our tagline and small businesses. I mean, I was raised by a small business. My dad has, 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 has had its pool store for 40 years and um, a bunch of people out there are struggling now. And those are the people that like we, we write for and the people that, you know, need us it's the it's the lifeblood of this country so and people like you and people like dave and people who organize all this stuff those are the people that are uh you know hopefully gonna make thing make everything uh better once because we're gonna get better it's gonna end soon right promise me like no doubt end soon, so. no doubt i mean look look I, you, you know again you know just the sole fact of i don't know what what it stood for and i remember him jumping on you know i remember you guys jumping on on social media right away after Governor Cuomo shut it down a few weeks ago and Dave just lost his shit. He was like, you know, enough's enough. And then as soon as that, the, the first thing came in that he was helping someone, I mean, you went from, uh, you know, a hundred bucks to 17 million. And, you know, I know we're just small potatoes, what we're doing here, but you should know that. And anybody else that's over there should know that it really hits a lot of people. I don't care who you root for. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what, anything about it. That Barstool Fund is sick. Yeah, and you you said it, man. Like it's it's every little thing. Like Dave said, like Dave cannot stress enough. Every dollar matters. You know, these people these people have cash in their four hundred one k their retirement. They're just cashing in just to like pay the bills, pay their employees, and stuff like that. Like this is this. I mean, hopefully this is as bad as like the worst crisis we deal with in our lives, right? But like, there's a chance I, I, that can be the case. Gotta so, be. It. I mean, um, other than losing a Philly. <laughs> exactly. Lose to Washington on purpose and slowly drip. That was like an hourglass. If you were like in some kind of like evil Disney movie, 
and like the hourglass would just keep dripping on you and like on a rope, and then the acid would burn the rope, <laughs> and then it would drop you, lower you slowly into a pit. Like, Boy, what? didn't this take a turn? Yeah, that's like it's like a Doctor Evil way to kill somebody, right? And like yeah. usually the guy gets successful. A successful Doctor Evil. Way. Yeah, like I would have been. That, that was my biggest thing. I'm old. Like that's the reason why I came on at like 8:01 with you guys. I was putting a, a six year old who doesn't want to go to sleep, but I was up. And you know, you guys know it is Sunday night football. You don't you don't turn off the TV and go to bed. Your heart has to like settle down from like all the adrenaline rushing and everything. And uh, it, it, I was shot. So um, that that was it was sick. I almost respect the Peterson. He's like, I just wanted to fuck with Giant fans. I'd be like, hats off, dog. Like, well done. <laughs> yes. You know so go ahead and see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Our guy ended up looking the best out of this. Joe Judge. And when Joe Judge says he disrespected the game of football, that's not Joe Judge like pussyfooting around it because he's upset they lost. Joe Judge is a football guy. He's upset you disrespected the game of football. He's a crazy person. We love him because he's, he's crazy. Uh, yeah. He's crazy hey. like this guy in the yeah. Joe Judge jersey right here. <laughs> you know, I, and my, Mike, that brings it. Remember what I said before? And, and I, I Clem is probably 100% behind this. I said McAdoo was a great, great football mind. I said Shermer was a great football mind, and Joe Judge is a great football coach. Yep, that's a that's a that's a perfect way to put it. That. And you know what? We did have some. We obviously Coughlin was was a, was a great coach. Parcells was a big. Those are our great everything coaches. In between there, we had a little mishmash of not. You know, you have to have the consistency. You want to win. You want to establish these dynasties. I think all we all know this. This guy's thirty eight or thirty nine years old. We, we should have a long we, – we, we're looking forward to a nice little happy relationship with Joe Judge for the next for the next couple of years. And, Mike, you know you know how happy I am that Clem said that, by the way, 801? Because you know me. Clem, I'm like, Mike, what time? Four or five o'clock? Come on, I don't want to do these seven, eight o'clock. So I, love, I already love you like you don't believe. He's the opposite. No, Joe's the opposite. He's like, I got to get this in. I'm going to do it now. I, can, I go to sleep. His kids stay up later than him. <laughs> True. I love it. Oh God, Joe! What's the latest with the? Was there any kind of next steps to that barstool fan thing you did, the Giants thing? Remember? As far as what you mean when I when I we was doing it with Deion Sanders? Yeah, was there like is that was that no 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 that that was just um that was just uh basically Deion Sanders and that crew, which is a different I guess Clem different side. They were reaching out to us like, why should they give a shit about the game? Yeah, the the super fan kind of angle, right? And they were yeah. going at all like the, the I love I loved it. I had a, you know? yeah, I had a great time doing that. Was a, that was something entirely different. I, I I fell in love with that too. It's too bad because I want to do something with Barstool Mike, where I go to the away games and I'm giving a goddamn weather report somewhere. Come out every game, Clem, make it happen. I get one game a year where we leave the kids home with the babysitter and we do a tailgate. That's we get one game a year. That's all I get. I I I was I'll tell you, Joe Judge, he had like one of those. Did you see the one where he called this he got on the Zoom with the season ticket holders? Yeah. Thank him. Yeah. I went on that day and I was like, I'm buying season tickets. It like broke it down. It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, $25 a month for the, you know, they're they're making the PSL seem like it's free. They're doing you a favor. And then I'm like, I can't just leave my house. I was like, first of all, I work during this. I have to blog. If like, yeah, like, Kwan got hurt that awful day. I had a blog up in five minutes. It just said, fuck. That's all. <laughs> yep. But I have to have something up on the blog, right? So yeah. blog don't sleep. Blog can't go on Sundays. But uh, you could be my proxy, I guess. You could be the barstool representative yeah. from the games. Hey, Joe, yeah. do you ever get to go to an away game or it's only a home game? I went to an away game with this jerk right here. He went to New Orleans. Wait, uh, no New Orleans. way. Did you really? 
Wait, wait, but no, we, yes, we were there with you, bro. We were in the bar, Joe, with you. Us two, my brother, and uh, the other dude with Bob Papa. Bob Papa the- was there. Yes, I do remember that. I do remember yeah. that. Yes, Colbank. Chain smoking cigars. Yes. Bob Papa. Oh, my God. That was a long time ago. Bob Papa yeah. was chain smoking cigars in the place. I was like, dude, how are you going to, like, talk tomorrow for four hours straight, like, like, I want to affect me. I want to affect me. Bourbon Street at you know two Street. in the morning, or whatever. Yeah, that was wild. And I also went I, to the, I went to the Bills, the Bills snow game when Bradshaw ran that run and we clinched yes, the playoffs. Yes, that was my, I've been to Buffalo. It was the only game I've ever been to in Buffalo. The snow was coming inside. It was coming from the ground at one point. Snow <laughs> and sleet. I've never seen it before in my life. This like kind of weather. And I've lived in New York my whole life. My jacket, my wallet, and my phone all got destroyed. It destroyed my jacket. That's how bad the weather was. It was <laughs> but worth it. That was one. That was like one of the biggest games I've ever seen in my life in person. Oh man, that's New awesome. Orleans. And by the way, New Orleans this year, Clem, on schedule. In, in oh, New Orleans. It is. It is away. <laughs> I've already put that. I already. I'm already stacking the chips with the with the wife for that. One. The brownie points. Stack them yeah. up for that. I mean, that's oh. one way to get them out of COVID. Go down to Bourbon Street and, and booze. I just mentioned it. Oh yeah, and when I go to New Orleans for the every month in the pre, and then when the season starts, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to New Orleans, so that's good. She'll be, be telling you by the time. Oh Mike, you have that game in yeah. New Orleans. Next yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I think Mike's already planning that. He already told his wife that New Orleans is now in the Giants division. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, that was one that was one that we went to and tailgating on bourbon street is a whole new and then you just walk to the stadium that's a whole that's i it's a bucket list for for, for anyone right there that's Incredible. wholeheartedly recommend and the fans there were so awesome remember we we were just hanging out and these and like you know we're wearing giants jerseys we're being like loud we're not being obnoxious by any means and they're like hey come on they're buying a shot so like come over to our house later and party with us it was just a great vibe down there southern hospitality like you read about it's it loud it's one of the loudest stadiums i've ever been to oh so my god crazy anyways that in atlanta i don't like they're, they're, they're just too intimidating with this and they atlanta's owned us down there that stadium for the last couple of years i've went joe i I've gone to a couple of away games over the last like 10 years. I don't think I've ever even mentioned this to you. The years I've gone, 08, Pittsburgh on the road, Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl. Clem, whenever that was, we went there, was that 09? I think it was 09, yeah. New Orleans won the Super Bowl. And then three years ago, I went to down in Philly, and Philly won the Super Bowl. So I've Get been out of here. A couple of away, only a handful, and I've been to other ones. I've went to some other ones, but like. Half of the away games I've gone to in the last five or six years or ten years, that team has been winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool, actually. You are banned from going to Philadelphia, Washington, or Dallas ever again, basically. You <laughs> <laughs> can not risk it. I can go to Washington. None that way. Clem's the name of Clem's tailgate. He goes to one one game a year. It's the Giant Giant Tailgate because you have to name the, the Giant Giant, giant Tailgate. The giant, giant Giant Tailgate. I'm in. Uh, you'll be there somewhere. Yeah, we usually we get a big old bottle of White Horse, we pass it around, and then we just have ourselves a day. And it's for us it was like it was back in college. It was like twenty people. It was like all right, we're all going to get together, you know, from college, just meet each other. And I can only imagine like the tailgates that come, you know, with the buses and stuff like that. That's our goal is to get one of those big blue giant buses and just wheel it into the stadium and, and tailgate. But again, once a year, that's a it's a big ass from the wife. I'm gonna have to wait for college to get paid for before I. Can yeah, you. I was that. just gonna say, just wait for college. I'll give you a tip of a pod fathers because my kids are slightly older. A pod fathers hack to being a giant mm-hmm. fan. Oh, maybe. Well, if you go into the office, working from home, a whole other story. But the Monday night, Thursday night, those are the best games. 
because I'm in the city. I'm I'm gone already. You know, I get home. I'm there with the kids maybe like an hour. So if I just miss that hour, it's not to be not a big deal. On Sunday, forget it. I'm missing ten hours, and I'm coming back, and I'm falling on my face. Oh, Monday, my wife hates me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Monday nights, it's like I was never gone. I just wake up in, in a puddle on Tuesday, and I get back on the train and go to the city again. So you guys, see you guys, see I got, see I got you both beat because I was doing this insane shit before I met her. So now I'm just, it's just part of my life. <laughs> yeah, she married that man. Like she it's knew what she was getting guy. into. <laughs> she knew. She, hey, 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 take it or leave it. The Giants are a part of it, baby. We're a threesome. Somewhere in this, somewhere in Joe, somewhere in Joe's hoarder basement of stuff is the Giants fan prenup that he had written. This. I can go into every. Jesus Christ. That's nuts. What do you think, Clem, what do you think we can get to auction off a, a watch party in, the, in Joe's basement? Yeah, there you go. That's something we could do. You can Dude, I'm, so, I'm so down. What are you kidding me? You know what? I might let, I might let Clem on the ceiling. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Even the ceiling. That's how you know it's it's legit, man. Oh, my God. And yeah, he's people, wearing a what are you gonna do when you? Uh, what are you gonna do when you move? <laughs> Cut that ceiling right out! I don't give a shit. You uh, yeah, take a little off the price. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over though. We missed the window. For what? For having a watch party in your basement. It's over. Oh, this year? Don't worry. COVID's gonna be around for three years. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. You know, you're back in action. No way. You? What do you think? You think you, the doctors? Frontline workers, football players. That's the order of the vaccine. <laughs> Actually, I think it's in this country. Frontline workers, New York Giants players, doctors, us. If you don't think that the NFL is doing everything it can to make sure that they get every second of that. Shit. Actually, actually, I don't even mind if like the NFL doesn't do anything to the Eagles for that. I just think that. They shouldn't be allowed to get vaccinated. <laughs> and I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It could be a different type of rule. I don't know. Goodell, Goodell, you that sick bastard. Goodell can now use that as fines instead. <laughs> no vaccinations. No vaccinations for you for six months. <laughs> Once his burfit hit over the middle. No vaccination. <laughs> I mean, the Browns just like lost their coach for the wild card game. Like, see ya. Like that. Oh that man, over in the game. Like, it's crazy that that. Could and be you know, you know, Dorian, you know damn well like, that's not going to be the only. Something's going to break tomorrow as well. So, be one or two players. It's just you know, after not making the playoffs for eighty-five years, I, I there's a little bit of me that that's kind of upset for them because you don't want to go in like that. But they're going to be they're going to be hit. I guarantee it's not over. No, I mean, if you don't like the Browns or the Bills, like if you can't like you know hope for those fans the best, like you just don't have a heart. I mean, even if you're, I guess if you're a Steelers fan, but even like Patriots fans, Jets fans are like, oh yeah, man, like do your thing, Bills. Like we're rooting for you guys here. Like Agreed. you have to be a sick bastard to not get behind that. So, <laughs> oh my god, and, yeah, like Kamara last, last week was crazy too. Kamara got like, Kamara got that. What do you mean? Me. What do you mean? There's no way that either one of you were rooting for Philadelphia on their run, and they were in the same boat as these. Bucks. You said that's how, that. Oh, you know no, what, no. Mike? No, that you're 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 100 correct. And actually, that's really funny because I remember being so angry that a tremendous amount of the fan base was rooting for the Eagles to beat the Patriots. And I'm sorry, but I can't. 
I can't understand why people hate the Patriots. We own the Patriots. <laughs> why would you hate them? The cheating and the this and that, no problem. But the but the disdain enough to want the Eagles over them is mind boggling. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're a diehard Miami fan or Jets fan or Patriots fan, I don't think you're rude. I, I think Mike is right on that. I think you're right. My, I have a blog here that I wrote. I just pulled up. No self-respecting Giants fans can root for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And to, to compare to compare Bills and Browns fans to Eagles fans, like Eagles fans are just generally like Philadelphia fans are despised by the entire country, right? They're scumbags, Santa Claus. There's you know puke. Like they literally pull the trigger to puke on people. They're the sickest bunch of. And like again, I almost respect how crazy they are in one sense, but like comparing them to Bills fans that just like throw themselves through tables instead of other people through tables, like it's apples and oranges. So I mean, and the thing like the Patriots like. Unless I can understand, maybe if you're a diehard Yankee fan, like I know Mike, you hate Boston, right? So I, understand I hate Boston. Maybe. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I hate him. I can understand that. I'm a Mets fan, so I kind of like Boston. So it shuts all you goddamn Yankees fans up. We are in my, in my ears all season. Fair enough. However, like the Patriots, we own them. Bill Belichick gave us two rings when he was here. Like I love the Patriots. When the Giants right. were out of it, I used to just root for the Patriots. It's fine. Right. Now, I understand their fans are loud now. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. And the Eagles of all teams. The Eagles of all teams were rooting for the Eagles. It was that was embarrassing. Any Giants, dude. Giant, I, 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 Kalem, I always say, if you go, if you're a visiting fan, and you go to Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia Eagles lose, you better watch your ass. If you go to Philadelphia as a visiting fan, and the Eagles win, you better watch your ass. So it doesn't matter. They suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, miserable. This is just miserable. Bring, all right, it's full circle. Back to the Eagles destroying the Giants' uh, hopes of a season. We have the 11th pick in the draft, and we have some money to spend in free agency, and we're not going to get deep down into these dollars of who we're going to resign on the D-line and all that stuff, which we kind of know what it is, and, our fan, and these guys listening know. Uh, but do you pay a wide receiver, say one of these, you know, a minus second tier number ones that are available, or do you draft Robinson? What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, Robinson, Galladay, those two, those two guys, and whoever else is available. Those guys aren't. I mean, maybe in some offices they could be the man, but they don't. They're not super standouts like a Julio or a Hopkins. Um, I, you, I think you know, Robinson could be like a legitimate stud with with us, but I, he's probably. And listen, I love Daniel Jones. I don't know how many other people are like they they see the Daniel Jones I see with my blue color glasses on, but he's probably just like I went from Blake Bortles to Mitch Trubisky. He probably is like just give me a lamp, just give me like a QB one that is a franchise guy. Um, yeah. I, that's the thing. If, if that's the case, I don't think he's gonna want to go with Tua, right? Because Tua's not looking so good right now. Because everyone thought he, there it is, dimes. They thought Tua he was gonna go to Miami. Because why the hell wouldn't you want to go to Miami, right? But correct, um, correct. Will Fuller's out there. Um, he, Will Fuller. Always, Will Fuller could be a one somewhere. Yeah, I mean he had a couple, but doesn't matter. The point is, if he Will Fuller in a in a free agency wide receiver class like now can get one money because it's not like this this class where you have all these guys are going to establish themselves at one money. Maybe it's good for Will Fuller, but if we pay him what we could pay Tomlinson or or, or Williams, and then. Now you're talking, but now you're now you're talking need, Mike. There's a difference in need, and when you go through free agency, you're spending a money for B players, sometimes C players. Correct. 
So are, are you down with that? Or you use that money to resign our line that we know and draft the, the need? I mean, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know what the Giants are going to do with both the D-line that they have to sign. I think they're going to sign them both. I really do. I don't think Tomlinson's going anywhere. I really don't. And 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 free agency will dictate the way the Giants are going to draft. If the Giants are heavily involved in a wide receiver and free agency, then maybe they're looking for an edge. And if right. they go edge and free agency, then maybe they do 100% wide receiver. I cannot – Oh man, I cannot foresee them letting go of both Williams and Thomason. I think that'd be a huge. Mistake. I don't think they will because at the end of the day, so good. Yeah, they could tag Williams. Yep, that, that's that's the thing. And I mean, that was the other. Like we talked about Gettleman. That 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 trade was being mocked. I got so many Jets fans in my matches between the Darn. You know, when the Giants skipped Arnold and they took Saquon, and then when they traded for Leonard Williams, and I'm just like. You guys are the fucking Jets. Shut up. Like, why are you? Yeah, why shut are you up. Fucking shut up. <laughs> and, and now, like, I, I was rooting for Leonard Williams, A, to shut all the Giants fans up who were just ripping it because they hate Kettleman. But then it was just to shut up the Jets fans. And, like, that became the punchline. You could all take exposed half of the internet off of what they wrote before Leonard Williams. Even, like, when he had, like, eight sacks, people were still bringing up the trade. I'm like, guys, this is a fucking home run right now. He just, like... I'll take the guy off of the Jets and feel like he's going to do pretty good on his own when he's not on the Jets anymore, right? Like yep. that seems like the good way to go about these kind of things. Uh, I mean, you're you're right, Clem. There's a there's a million receipts out there, baby. I love receipts. <laughs> I love receipts. Dude, Leonard Williams was a top like he was a stud. He was projected as one of the best like players in that draft, and he just yeah went to a crappy team, and so was Donald and a crappy team, and so was who else knows on uh, these guys, and so was Trubisky. <laughs> USC guys going to go into the Jets doesn't always work out the best for them. But I mean, Leonard, Will, I, and I don't want to say like, like put a Hall of Famer in, in the same breath, but it's like, it feels like he could be like the Richard Seymour of this defense where it's like, it's the guy up front who's yes. just going to handle the business kind of a thing. Yeah, like, good call. Graham and these guys with, you know, they have the Patriots in their system and stuff like that. I wonder if that's how they view him or like, this guy's not going anywhere. But I, even if the guy the Jets took, was that Mims that they took with that third round pick? Yeah. Like, oh, even if Mims. Mims Who was, was it? Mims was I have no round? idea. Mims. I, I thought Mims was a second round pick. Oh, but um, but I, whoever, yeah. whoever it was, like, I, and that was the thing is everyone wanted the center, right? The Giants could have gotten the center if they had that third round pick. But Gates was like our best lineman for the season. He was a piece. He's, he's young. And he, like, as a, like, who who called him uh, the alpha male? Was that Columbo who said he's the alpha male? Yeah. Like, that's Kind of guy I want being the center, yeah. the low, the main coming out. He's look like Joe, main flowing out of his helmet. Yeah. He's a goddamn lunatic. I love the guy. And yeah, and and good call, good call, Clem, because new new lineman at a position struggled in the beginning and became the Giants' best lineman. And by the way, was the was the home run champion of the Landon Collins celebrity softball game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the measurables you don't see. That's the advanced analytics. That's the computer folks talking there. Swing. Very, uh, he got a swing, and he was uh, he was just noticeably playing like a man possessed in that game the other day. And the first yeah. half, he was getting the, 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 the little video of him like dropping his nuts on the dude in the end zone. Like all every play was someone getting into it with Gates. It's unbelievable. The guys, scrappy. Love to see that. And he's just a perfect. Oh, by the way, another reason not to hate the Patriots, we got Joe Judge out of the Patriots. Yeah. I'm, so. I, I wrote this in my blog after they hired him. Like, I'm convinced Mara called Belichick. was like, 
listen, we're buddies. Like we know Bel- Belichick loves the Giants. Like that that video of him in the locker room when he like gets choked up when he returned in the 07 season. Yes, the that, 30, that yes, be, the Bel- yeah. the I love that. And um, there was also one where he was, I think it was, oh, it was another Bell. It was one of those Belichick NFL network thing, things they did as well. And like, I feel like Mara's like, like Bill, give me a guy. Like I need a guy. I need a hit here. We're 0 for 2 between McAdoo and Shermer. And he's like, if I think McDaniels is going to be the guy in New England whenever Bill leaves. So he's like, listen, this judge guy is legit. He almost went to Mississippi State, which, and it's crazy. Like none of us, I think we all went to Wikipedia when we heard he got hired, right? And we're like, he didn't have a Wikipedia page. And I'm like, we just hired a guy without a Wikipedia page. That's a problem. Um, yeah. But he's been absolutely perfect. I'm convinced Bill is the guy who like kind of tipped us off, co-signed him. Like, you know, I'm sure Bill wouldn't have done the same, said the same about like Matt Patricia, right? If the Giants wanted to hire him. And that's probably the reason they passed on him. Right. You know, right. I that just goes to show you how much the interview process probably works. I mean, the only thing I could equate it to is when, you know, uh, uh, what you would call got hired by the Yankees instead of Mattingly, Girardi, because I think Girardi went in there and he put on his PowerPoint. I know your Mets family put on his PowerPoint and 99.9 of uh, the fan base already had Mattingly as, uh, as the manager anyway. And sure enough, that in, you cannot if your guy comes in here, it's like going after the quarterback in the first round. If you like him, you hire him on the spot. And I guess that's what the Giants did with Judge. Yeah, yeah. Same, same same with Daniel Jones. Like, the, if you like your quarterback, you take him. Same in fantasy. I learned that in fantasy. Take a guy if you like him. Don't worry about, like, if you're, if you're reaching around. Take the guy if you think you can get him. Can you imagine being in an interview with Joe Judge? Like, <laughs> that guy is, like, the most incredible, like, presence of all time. I'm ready hire to hire me like, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He almost tried to gotten like offered the GM spot. Marath, like, you want to just own the Giants? You just have <laughs> You're just really a good guy. You're going to be taking it to the next level. <laughs> and also, his introductory press conference, those type of press conferences are against kind of now, yeah, yeah, he said every, you're right, Mike. He said everything right. He had a suit that fit. The guy was, he was on, he was on target. He brought his family out there nice. Work. Look at this guy. He was like, he was like, look, he was like my age. I was like, this guy's, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was good. There's no question about his like uh, his football guyness. He wants to skip Christmas. He's got three young kids. He wants to skip Christmas. I was like, all right, man, you can you can be my coach any day of the week. Skips Christmas, made the coaches run laps, put the tennis balls on the players' hands when the entire and then you keep hearing like the media, these ex players, oh, he's gonna lose the locker room, and then you see him slide in the mud of the entire team. And like we had that all season, and you know, I obviously if they had won a game or two more, it would look a lot better. But if the Giants won, if the Giants had won a couple of those games that really could have won either way, that Chicago game, everyone forgets, was in the end zone, and that was after Saquon got hurt. They could have yeah. won that game. The Tampa game, obviously, they pick up the flag. You know, you go through Evan Ingram against the Eagles, all that kind of stuff stuff joe judge is in like talk for coach of the year if the giants go nine and seven this right. is I mean. no, question. no question so but, but now, it's our guy. now it's gonna be ron rivera yeah exactly i mean that's a disney movie ron rivera alex yeah. smith the changing of the name they're living a disney movie and their owner is like you know kilmer from uh varsity blues it's yeah. like he's the and villain yeah. at the top of the org chain it's it's great and like he's gonna get fired he's gonna like lose the team as they win the super bowl or something it's just it's, it's funny it's funny you said that you're like you know ron rivera uh, Alex Smith changing the name. Let's go back a few. One point eight million dollars to set a lawsuit against women. All right, then we go on to the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the worst. He's the absolute worst, Daniel Snyder. I'm a Knicks fan. They are the Knicks of of the uh, NFL. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> I said this. 
I said this to my Daniel Jones hype group the other day, and I want to know if you guys agree with me. I, I honestly, I wouldn't trade places with any like when you consider coach, quarterback, cap situation, and roster, long term, future, all stuff. I wouldn't trade with any of the NFC East teams. I would choose the Giants over the other three. Not even close. Uh, right? no, you know what? McCarthy, I don't know the cap, the what's the cap? What's the cap space with Dallas? They have they have cap suits. They have to pay Dak though, so that's going to be most of it's going to be gone at some point. They always do kind of like make things work. Like there's no cap, right? The Saints. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. How. <laughs> you know, you guys know as well as I do. I have no idea how the Eagles finally caught up to them, but I have no idea how Washington and Dallas does it. I have no idea how they do it because they pay court. Well, they don't. Dallas is not paying, or they just paid Zeke, but they didn't have to pay Zeke or Dak, and they were still winning with guys that were cheap. And teams like the Saints, teams like the Patriots, who have a quarterback that's going to be there forever, they make everyone else around them better. And the Patriots put in guys who are cheap, but they all of a sudden they become good because your quarterback is so good. I mean, it comes from quarterback. I think we can agree that we like where our head coach and quarterback are now more than we've had in a long time, ever since kind of the we, if we would like to admit it or not to ourselves, that that Eli was downturning in 2000. 13 or 14, whenever he started de- degrading a little bit. I think we can all a- agree that we're on the right track. And this season was kind of an example of bumps and bruises, but learn from them. And hey, Daniel Daniel Jones is going into his third year. Um, Josh Allen just finished his third year. So I think the measurable is going to be that next year. To see where Daniel Jones is, I am a huge, huge Daniel Jones supporter. And next year, he's going to have me and every other Giant fan hopefully behind him. But that's going to be his year. And especially, you're going to have to market with what Josh Allen does. Sorry. That's just how I how – I, and third year, third year, let's see what's going on. You just got to get him with Stefan Dix. And then we'll set. Yeah. No, that's a hundred percent right. Like the dabble, like that, that offensive coordinator, Brian dabble, he's kind of like one of the hot names out there. They said, yep. he's put the system around him. They got digs. You get, uh, I don't know if Jason Garrett should be the coordinator. We get that. And the, we got a, a legitimate offense and a receiver and he's going to have Saquon back. Like we just lost a super, a super, yeah, you know, correct. Backfield. You forget about that. The line gets better. I love the way Thomas started looking at the end of the year. You, know, you can't like, Andrew Thomas playing his best game against Dallas. Leonard yes. Williams playing his best game against Dallas. Like though, when the guys show up for the big games with playoffs on the line, that's the kind of guys are like. And listen, you guys know what I'm saying when I say this. A guy like Leonard Williams, big dude, 99, hair out of the helmet. That's a guy I just see in Lambeau during a playoff run, just yes. guys up, right? Like that's the kind yeah. of guy. Like, so I, I feel good keeping if we keep Leonard Williams around just because of that more than anything. But you know, I think Daniel Jones, Ryan, who's that as well? Uh, Who? Chase Young. Oh, yeah. Who's that? I don't even know who that is. Hey, I, I was 100% fine if they had lost that game a couple years ago. But, hey, if Andrew Thomas does what he does to Chase Young every single game they play right. like he did this year, it'll be fine. He, he'll cause havoc against the other 14 games. Yeah, Clem, you, you, nailed, you nailed it with um, with uh, Jason Garrett. I, I believe that, unfortunately, the offense took a big step back. Um, if the Giants kept Gettleman, and I, I tweeted this, uh, I don't know, last week, I said if if winning means one more year or losing means firing, I'm okay with winning, try and get into the playoffs and keep it, get them in one more year. However, when that press, press conference goes off tomorrow, I don't want to hear business as usual. I like the direction the team is going. I don't want any of that. I 
fault. We're still not where we have to be. Uh, we might need to get rid of somebody, and that somebody might be Jason Garrett. Maybe he does go get a head coaching job. I mean, if, if any team would do it, it's the Chargers. I mean, that team Agreed. is just crazy. They don't care about anybody's feelings. They hate their fans. I, whatever fans are still alive <laughs> or are even around, man, because they, they just don't care. I, when I saw that report, and I mean, we, we that was the, the day – that, everyone forgets this now. The day Joe Judge got hired, it was like Matt Rule goes to the Panthers. We're like, wait, what? We don't even get an interview with him? Then it was Jason Garrett interview with the Giants. So like, then Twitter is just dunking all over us. And then we <laughs> hired Joe Judge. So everyone's like, who the fuck is Joe Judge? Then it was like we got – I was actually right. It was like if Garrett's the offensive coordinator, that's – like if you tell me him or a head coach or coordinator, give me his coordinator. However, I right. think like – it sounds like the Maris kind of put him on Joe Judge, right? That sounds like they wanted kind of a guy that's who correct. had experience. That's correct. So, I think he's turned the light and be like, I want my own coordinator. Hey, hence, hence how Colombo got here, because Garrett wanted Colombo. And we would add Callahan, potentially, who went to Cleveland instead. Right. Killer. Right. Absolute right. killer. Going into hour two of our conversation <laughs> with Clem. Daddy, I'm going to bed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dude, Clem, love you, man. Uh, thanks so much. We got Joe got to come to the giant, giant tailgate, which is about going to be nine or ten months away. Joe has to become the viceroy for the Giants. Uh, waiting. <laughs> For the Barstool Viceroys, uh, that actually be, be, would be interesting doing a um, a super fan Viceroy of a of a person like in every game. That'd be kind of cool. Come on, Clem, yeah, make I, it happen, Clem. I mean the the that, that football show that they do, the Dion show that they do. I mean, their season two, they could just do stuff like that with it. I think it kind of fits. So Barstool yeah. has a you, you do the Mets podcast. They have the Yankees podcast. Do they have? A, a bunch of different individual team podcasts. Not really, right? They have talking really. giants. I, no, no, that's that's John Boy. Um, we oh, it's John Boy. We we thought about doing like a New York City podcast at one point. Um, like, and we kind of just merged the giant, the Mets one, and the uh, people have asked for a Giants one. This is the thing, though. I, I don't know many a lot. My a lot of my coworkers, I don't know how much they like the Giants right now. Like they they are they okay, they've been a little fair. more negative than I am, but um. I'd love to do it down the road, but I, I don't, I want the team to a, like I wanted the team to be decent. Like I just can't, like if I had to do a podcast during the 2018 season, I would have lost my mind, but you know what I mean? But like with Joe judge, he's done. He's, he's delivered everything he promised he would. I'd be down for it in the future. People have been asking that a lot. So uh, maybe in the future, love you guys. Tell me, tell me you maybe have a name of it. I did have one too. I did have one. It was something. It was something. I mean, it was like a blue pun or something like that. I mean, I might just call it the Joe Judge Report. Just steal his fucking YouTube. I mean, I'm all Joe Judge at this point. I watch. I watch. You know, 20 minutes of him talking about special teams plays. I'm like breaking down tape. Like I even know what I'm looking at. Uh, just because I love the guy, I just can't get enough of him. So. That's awesome. Hey, Clem. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. This is awesome. Send me a DM with somewhere to send this thing, and I'll get it out to you. You're the man, dude. And, and seriously, thanks for, for doing that thing with, uh, I mean, obviously all the other charity stuff too, but uh, the Barstool Fund, I'll, I'll tweet that out too. I, I missed that thing. That's awesome. And, no doubt. Uh, we're in this together, boys. I mean, the, the negative Giants fans, the positive Giants fans, the realistic Giants fans, whatever you consider yourself. I mean, it's just nice to have something that even if we got our guts ripped out, it felt good to feel something again, right? Like that's Damn right. Like Nick. I miss feeling my guts getting ripped out like they did in the mid-90s. If this Knicks team does that to me again, at least I feel something at the end of the season. It means more than like <laughs> not looking at my drafts in, in October. No doubt, man. Thanks so much, brother. See you guys. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and L. 